This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Aerslia Slierion. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Episode 132 of Switchcraft is also brought to you by the NES Archive. Make sure you head on over to youtube.com slash run, jump, stomp, and there you're going to find out all about the games that were released in the, on the North American Nintendo Entertainment System. Again, that's youtube.com slash run, Run, jump, stomp. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and on Saturdays when I can. Uh, tune in live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, just like these awesome people did. We've got Snowgo's Ham, Vaxer, uh, Awate86, Captain Logan, Decor, Hatred Shaped Like a Man, Link31254, Love My Ness, Nurse Fen, T-Bond222, TF Wagner, uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks for coming by, and thank you to the lurkers as well. Um, usually, I start the show with a review, uh, but I've decided to include less reviews in the podcast. Uh, I'm still going to read every single one, uh, and I really appreciate when you guys take time out of your day in order to uh, help me out, it, and trust me, it does help. But I feel like the reviews were taking up too much time on the show, so what I'm only going to do is I'm going to bring reviews back uh, only when I don't have a lot to talk about or only when it's going to be a short show. I hope you guys will consider still doing reviews. Uh, I guaranteed that I'm going to read them all and I guarantee it does help. All right, let's, um, let's start the actual show. Um, we're going to start with an email. Oh, actually, no, we're not. We're going to, we're going to talk about what I talked about last time and the time before I, I asked you guys to let me know what were some games for the Nintendo Switch, or actually, what were some games in general that you would like to come to the Nintendo Switch that nobody was talking about? Um, games that were, um, you know, long forgotten series or genres that haven't been on the Switch yet. And I got a lot of feedback from you guys. So I want to make sure that I, I hit all that stuff. So I got feedback in a lot of different ways. Uh, first off, email. I got an email from Chicago, a Mr. Uh, uh, Rob from Chicago, and they emailed me. They said they would like all of the Metal Gear games remastered for the Switch, which I, I can't say that that's a bad idea. I skipped on all of the Metal Gear Solid games, so like that would be something that would be awesome for me because I wouldn't be rebuying them and they would be new to me. Uh, Matt said he would like to see Road Rash or Twisted Metal. I remember when I was a kid, my brothers and I uh, playing Road Rash on the Sega Genesis like all the time. I don't know that it was that good of a game, but we played it anyway. Um, so I would like to see a Road Rash come to the Switch. And, you know, it being a motorcycle game, it'd be perfect for vertical split screen where you take off the Joy-Con, the person on the, with the red Joy-Con well, if you have the colored Joy-Cons, I guess. The person with the right Joy-Con is on the right and the left to the left. And I think that that would be really cool to be able to play anywhere. Uh, Jeremy emailed me. They said that they wanted a sequel to Odama, a tactical pinball game set in feudal Japan. I had seen this before, but I had forgotten about it. And he, he went on to say the portability of the Switch, as well as the features such as, such as HD Rumble, could really improve this overlooked franchise. Heck, maybe this game could give Nintendo an excuse to improve voice chat on the Switch. A bundled headset with the game could coincide with the system-wide voice chat update. And 
if you're wondering why would a pinball game have um, voice chat, it's not that it had voice chat, but I guess the original Odama, you could shout commands or not shout, but you could give commands verbally to like the the uh, the characters on the screen. I never played it, but I I do remember watching a video of it on uh, on YouTube and it was funny. Uh, John said that they wanted to see Tech Mobile come back. No official rosters. Just give the players fake names. Uh, I personally think that if they did that, they should populate the players names from your friends list. That way, you know, I could I could tackle somebody or we could we could sack, uh, you know, Snow Goes Ham uh, if he's on my friends list. Uh, Matthew wants a baseball simulation game like the bigs. Uh, he asked, uh, he, he mentioned RBA baseball and I did a review of, of that game for the show. I was not a big fan of that game. I couldn't really recommend it. And I, I would say the game is, is okay at best. Uh, but there's really not a whole lot of options for a baseball game on the switch or most sports games in general. Uh, Tom emailed. They said they wanted Space Quest, King's Quest. Uh, I will add to that Police Quest. I remember playing Police Quest when I was a kid, you know, walking up to uh, my locker in the game and typing get gun, get cuffs, you know, typing all that stuff in. That was really fun. Um, I don't know that it would work that well on the Switch because you'd have to be able to type stuff in, but maybe. I mean, Thimbleweed Park found a way... Uh, to do a point-and-click adventure game uh, where you don't have to uh, type commands in, like they had that little thing at the bottom, so it could work. He also said Marble Madness. Marble Madness was awesome. I loved that game when I was a kid. Really tough game, uh, and I would like to see it on the Switch, and it would be way better than it was on the NES. I remember playing it on the NES when I was a kid, and you know, you're playing a, a marble game, which was in the in the arcades as a trackball game um, and you were playing it on a D-pad, which never worked very well. Um, so I would love to see Marble Madness come back where you've got motion controls for the Joy-Con to move things around, kind of like Super Monkey Ball. Or if you don't want to use motion controls, of course, you can use the joystick, which would be a much better control mechanism than a D-pad for Marble Madness. Uh, he also mentioned Dr. J versus Larry Bird. I never played that game, but I did play Jordan versus Bird on PC when I was a kid. And it would be me and my friends would sit next to each other at the keyboard. And one of us would have like some of the keys on the left side of the keyboard. And the other would have some of the keys on the right side of the keyboard. And that's how you played the game. You played the game using the keyboard. That brings back a lot of memories. And then he mentioned Titanfall. Um, good luck getting that to run on the Switch, though. Uh, Carl also emailed. They said they want to see a remaster of Burnout 3 and a remaster of a new Splinter Cell game. I would love to see a Splinter Cell game for the Switch. Those stealth games were really, really great. Uh, Paul said Cannon Fodder, which I was not familiar with, so I had to look it up. Um, I guess it was an RTS or a real-time strategy game on the Super Nintendo. Uh, that's definitely an underserved genre on the Switch, so I think that's probably a good one. I got a couple of tweets as well. Rebecca tweeted and said that a DS game that they'd like to see is uh, Soul Bubbles, which I guess is a physics 
puzzle game where you uh, make bubbles, rearrange them in order to get them through like a spot without popping. Uh, they said it was perfect for the stylus and should work well on the touchscreen. My only issue with that is that when you talk about the DS, the DS had a um, a pressure sensitive, not pressure sensitive touchscreen. Uh, I can never remember the, the, the name for it, but it worked by having two layers of um, plastic. And when you push down, uh, it, it could register where you were pointing. And because of the stylus being such a small footprint, it was very accurate. Whereas a capacitive touchscreens, they're much more easy to use, but they're a little less accurate. So I'm not sure if that would work as well, mostly because I hadn't played Soul Bubbles. Uh, at Nintendo Picks tweeted at me and they said that they wanted a version of Mario plus Rabbids that was not Mario, but Zelda themed. So everything is in Hyrule and you're controlling, uh, you know, Link and the, um, uh, the, the other characters, the, like the, Oh my God, I can't remember the, the champions, uh, from breath of the wild. That would be really cool. Um, he said, or she, sorry, uh, said that they would like it either in the art style of, uh, a link to the past, which I think would be really cool. Um, that's definitely something that I would I would want to check out. That would be awesome. Uh, and then on the Discord, Aerslia said that they wanted Kingdom Hearts to come to the Switch. Um, I think a lot of people are probably saying that they want Kingdom Hearts, and I don't think we'll see the newest Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts come to the Switch. But, you know, Square has put other stuff out on the Switch, so I don't see why we wouldn't be able to see the earlier Kingdom Hearts games come to the Switch. But the newest one that Square's working on now, I, I doubt we'll see that one. Uh, anyway, if I, I got a lot of feedback from you guys about games that you wanted for the Switch. Uh, that was really great. I appreciate all that feedback. Let's uh, jump in with the news. Well, it's official, everybody. The 5.0 software update that uh, was leaked, and this was actually known before I recorded my last episode, but I was, it had to be a short episode last time. Um, well, the 5.0 software update is fake. Uh, the guy, there's a link to the guy who tweeted about it. Um, I knew it was too good to be true, mostly because it gave us everything that we wanted. Everything that people had been asking Nintendo to do, it did those things. And that's a surefire sign that it's fake. I will say that I applaud the guy's talent or girls. I, you know, I'm not prejudging your gender, uh, but I applaud the faker's talent what I don't applaud is just faking out the community like that. I find it very irritating and, you know, unnecessary. Like, did they get any money from doing this? Like, what was their end goal other than just to April Fool's us, I guess? And I just find it irritating and annoying, and I hope that it doesn't happen again, although I guarantee it absolutely will. Uh, so, uh, Nintendo, if if... If you're listening, and I'm sure that you're not, but if you are, take a look at that that 5.0 fake thing and copy it. Just That's all we want. That's everything that we want. If you do that, you're going to have a whole lot of very, very happy fans on your hands. You're not going to know with what to do with all of the accolades. You'll probably have to make a trailer like... 
you know, random guy on Twitter says it's the best update ever. You know, IGN says, thank God for 5.0. You know, please, Nintendo, just do what this video pretended that you can do because it was great. It's what we want. So I guess the next big story is that Dark Souls has a price tag. And it's pretty good. It's 40 bucks, 40 bucks for Dark Souls. Now, I did some research, and what I've been told is that Dark Souls uh, Remastered is just Dark Souls 1, and I'm fine with that. It's a game I've never played. It's a game a lot of people have never played. It's a game that a lot of Nintendo fans have never played because they weren't able to before. So having this game come out on the Switch is great. And I like that it's 40 bucks. If you look at what a lot of people's complaints are with um, the Wii U games being brought to the Switch, and I know that there's a lot of people that hate that. I'm not one of them. Um, But a lot of people's complaints is that they're bringing these games to the Switch and they're $60. Now, that doesn't bother me even a little. It doesn't bother me that they're $60. I think that a company should be paid for their work. And some people will say, well, they were already paid for their work on the Wii U. Okay, well, then don't buy it again. Uh, But if the game is brand new to you, then... 60 bucks is fair. In fact, if you're adjusting for inflation, games have only gotten cheaper over time. Not only have games gotten cheaper, but they've also become more expensive to make. So I think that $40 for a game, I'm sorry, I I think that $60 for a game that is being re-released, as long as I haven't bought it before, I'm totally okay with that. And if you're not, that's okay. We can disagree. That's why the internet is an awesome place. We don't all have to agree on everything. Um, Dark Souls coming out for 40 bucks is even better. Now, I was probably, I, I was, I'm still on the fence. When, when, they, when they announced Dark Souls Remastered, I was on the fence already. And now that it's 40, 40 bucks, I'm leaning a little more towards the pick it up. Uh, side of the fence rather than pass on it. I think that $40 for for Dark Souls and from what I've heard is in a fantastic game. I think that $40 is a steal. And when they say remastered, I don't know what that means. One other thing about Dark Souls remastered that's very interesting. This is a game that is coming to multiple platforms. It's not only on the Switch. Dark Souls is also coming to the PS4 and Xbox One. At least I believe it is. Um, And if that's the case, it's really telling at how well Nintendo has done last year that the first place that they announced Dark Souls Remastered was on a a Nintendo uh, Direct even if it was a mini. That's really interesting that a third party who is making a cross-platform game announced it on a Nintendo Direct. That means that Nintendo has tapped into something and has has really improved their relationship with third third party um developers. And ZapDeseed in chat just uh reiterated it is coming to all platforms. Now I don't know if it's a timed exclusive or it's not an exclusive at all, or if it is an exclusive. I know it's not an exclusive. I'm fairly certain that 
it is not even a timed exclusive. So it might be getting released in all three platforms on the same day. Uh, only time will tell. If it does, I am really interested to see the breakout of the sales. I feel like it could do much better on the Switch than other platforms, mostly because I feel like the audience that picked up the Switch is an audience who has missed out on Dark Souls. Whereas the people who have the PS4s and the Xbox Ones, they've probably, they're, they're the audience that has picked up Dark Souls before. And so they're less likely to pick it up. And it's gonna be really interesting if the Switch with its smaller, much smaller install base than the PS4 and Xbox One. And let's be, let's be absolutely clear here. The PS4 and Xbox One had a huge head start so the uh, Nintendo Switch has a smaller install base. It hasn't had as much time to catch up. Will it catch up? Who knows? If it keeps going at its current rate, it's going to pass them. Um, I don't know if that'll happen or not, but it could. So it has a much smaller in install base. And will it meet or exceed the sales on the, uh, on the Switch than it would on the PS4 and Xbox One? Only time will tell. Speaking of comparing uh, sales numbers, there's a, a tweet from Aaron Greenberg, who's at Aaron Greenberg, and they, they're the head of Xbox games marketing at Microsoft, uh, and they tweeted, was just, was, was trying to thank, well, I can't read, was trying to just thank folks for supporting us and the incredible success following the launch of Xbox One X. But yes, Xbox outsold PS4 in December for Generation 8 consoles, according to NPD data, while Nintendo also had a great month as Switch had the most overall units. So, holy crackers, Nintendo outsold um, the Xbox One and the PS4? Like, break out the party, people. Don't break out the party. It's not that big a deal. And you know why it's not that big a deal? Because the Nintendo Switch is a brand new console and Xbox One and PS4 have been around for a while. Of course, the Switch is going to sell more. There are people who don't have it. Now, I know that there are some people who will probably say, listen, Bill, you know, people are picking up the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, or the Xbox One S, or the Xbox One N, or whatever other letters that they want to throw in there. Um, those are new consoles. Yes, those are new consoles, but if I don't want to pick up a PS4 Pro, I don't need to because I already have a PS4, and I can still play all of the games. I don't think that there are any games on the PS4 Pro or Xbox One X that are exclusive to those higher tier units uh, and, you know, aren't playable on the lower SKUs. Whereas when you look at the Switch, the games that are on the Switch are not available on the Wii U for the most part, except for the DX versions. Uh, and the Switch is a new console. It's the only console that's like it. So of course it's going to have uh, more sales because it has more people who don't have it. At this point, a lot of people who have Xbox Ones and PS4s, well, I guess I guess I should say this differently. At this point, a lot of people who don't have Xbox Ones and PS4s are never going to get them. Whereas 
there's a lot of people out there who don't have a switch who want to get one and they just haven't gotten around to it yet the ps4 and xbox one have been around for a while so you know put away your party hats get rid of the kazoos blow out the candles it's gonna be fine you know we're all fine how are you whoa nice graphics i'd like to get my hands on that game since the last time i recorded i've been playing a whole lot of splatoon 2 uh this weekend is the Splatfest, and i picked team action i streamed uh splatoon 2 yesterday on my twitch stream had a lot of fun doing it that game is so good and i just completely forget about it it's one of those games where and this is totally true for the game like there's some games where you put it down and you cut and you come back to it and you're like i don't know what to do i have to start over from the beginning but with splatoon 2 everything just feels so intuitive aside from the voice chat and the fact that it's hard to group with the people that you want to group with um but everything about the gameplay is so intuitive that you just you fall right back into it and it's just like it's just like a comfortable pair of shoes you know you put it on and you're just like, man, these are so comfortable. And every time I play Splatoon 2 and I pick up the controller, I'm just like, man, this is just great. It's such a good game. Um, oh, yeah, Vaxer, thank you for mentioning. My God, there is some really weird music in the game. There's something that it just sticks out like a sore thumb. And I don't know that I ever noticed it before, but I was playing yesterday on stream and somebody pointed out what's up with this music and then I started paying attention to it and yeah there was some weird music playing it was like uh experimental jazz music where it's like and I you know if you're a fan of experimental jazz music then more power to you but whenever I hear it it sounds like five or six people just trying to do a jam session that don't know how to play a song together it sounds like a bunch of different people playing different songs all at the same time and it's a jumbled mess and i don't like it and there's this one song that kept playing yesterday that sounded like that and i was just like man it just it's terrible and i wish it wasn't there and it makes it makes me reiterate which i've said a million times that i wish nintendo would just give us the, you know, get put the controls in our hands and let us turn the music down on your game so I can listen to what I want or at least let me pick the tracks that I like and only play those tracks because that track was, every single time that track came on, I was like, oh, that music again. As soon as it was pointed out, I hated it. Now, <laughs> I'm sure that there's going to be probably a few of you who are listening to this now and you're like, I never noticed that. And now every time you load up the game and you hear that music, you're going to be like, oh, man, I hate Bill. I hate his stupid podcast. And uh, you'll send me strongly worded emails. Uh, but that's OK. I like emails, strongly worded or not. Um, other stuff that I've been playing. Um, I recorded some footage for my NES archive for my Clue Clue Land video. And uh, as soon as I finish editing this podcast, I'm going to be recording uh, the part where I talk about Clue Clue Land. It was really fun to, um, to research that. And if you guys don't know, uh, NES Archive is a YouTube series that I'm making where I, I take each game that was released on the NES in North America and do a video about it. So uh, Clue Clue Land is the one that I'm working on now. Um, the next one that should come out on 
uh, let's see, yesterday, then today, and then tomorrow. So on Monday, I believe, Sunday or Monday, uh, will be Duck Hunt will be coming out on uh, the YouTube channel. So make sure you check that out. Get the power to move with the Acclaim wireless remote for your Nintendo Entertainment System. The Acclaim remote gets you mobile in a WrestleMania grudge match. Flying Airwolf, the Acclaim remote's rapid fire mode needs higher stores permission. In the battle for Iron Sword, seconds count. So you need a controller with a look and feel you already know. Accurate up to 30 feet. The official wireless remote controller licensed by Nintendo, created by Acclaim. Get the Acclaim remote, the power to move. We've got one story for the lightning round, and that is that the Detective Pikachu trailer is now out. I watched it. It is really weird, really weird to hear Pikachu with that voice. Um, it It's really weird. I... I, I'm not going to play this game because it's not on the Switch. It's on the 3DS, and I'm not interested in playing 3DS games. Uh, but man, this game's look. This game looks like it can it can have some exceedingly humorous moments. Uh, hearing Pikachu talk with that voice. Uh, so <laughs> watch the trailer. You're going to laugh. It's weird. That is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know in one of the ways that I mentioned at the st- at the top of the show. If you're looking for ways to support the show, share the show with a friend, review the show on iTunes, head on over to runjumpstomp.com support, check out my Patreon, my wife's Etsy shop, uh, my Amazon affiliate link, all that stuff is there. Uh, special thanks to Noteblock and Tom Winter for your uh, music on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm out of here, and I will see you guys on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audio books and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show. Thank you.